Well, welcome to the Family Chat Podcast. Thank you so much again for tuning in. It is going to be hopefully a uh, enlightening or a good uh, podcast today as we're going to be diving into a subject that has become uh, very near and dear to my heart and that is the subject of spiritual parenting or the concept better known as uh, spiritual fathers or spiritual mothers. Uh, the text that we're going to look at today is in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15. And really the whole chapter there in 1 Corinthians 4 is Paul really speaking to the Corinthians as if they were his physical children. There's, there's hints there of, of lifting up, and then there's hints there of correction. And then he even makes the statement there in 1 Corinthians 4.15, where he admits that they have many teachers in the faith, but not many fathers. So there is a distinction between teaching and fathering. There's a difference between being a teacher of the word and a father of those who study the word, bringing up children. It was uh, about a month ago, maybe maybe two months ago, where I really felt like the Lord had challenged my personal thinking when it comes to even fathering my own my own children, and that's the concept that am I raising sons or am I raising fathers? That's something that I'd like for you to think about, even for just for the next few moments. If you have children, are, are you raising your sons and daughters to be sons and daughters, or are you raising them to be fathers and mothers? And he, here's what I mean by that. I, I don't know whether or not my children are going to grow up, get married, and have kids. That's, that's between them and the Lord, right? But my prayer is that they fall in love with the Lord. And they give their life to Jesus. And if they do, according to the Gospels, they are to become disciple makers. They are to go and make disciples of all nations. So if they're supposed to go and make disciples, then they, then they have to be fathering people. And I think this is where the, there's confusion a little bit. And it kind of breaks my heart in the sense that we have... A lot of people that love the Lord, but they don't seem to be sharing that love regularly doing life with other people that they are allowing their life to be an example of how someone should live. This is an, an interesting thing to think about because this is, what, this is what I believe Paul says when he says, follow me as I follow Christ. Obviously, we, we see in the Gospels the, the great call of Jesus to all of his disciples where he says, come, follow me, introducing them, come, do life with me. Let my life be an example of what one who follows the Lord should be. Now, by no means do I think Paul was perfect. He, he says it in himself that there are, there are things that he did that he wished he didn't do and things that he, would, he wants to do that he finds himself not doing. 
but there were still aspects of his life that spiritual sons like Timothy were able to glean from him and they were brought closer to Christ because of it. So as of right now, I have three boys and my prayer is that they grow up to become three fathers. That in their life, God uses them to be an example to other men of how one should follow Christ. That they would, they would be the example because God has challenged me to not grow up children, but to grow up fathers. That'd be a challenge that, that I'd like to give to you today as, as you're listening to this, wherever you're at. Do you have sons and daughters in your life that you're growing up to be fathers and mothers? Now, maybe, maybe you're listening to this and you don't have kids. Not having physical children doesn't excuse you from following the commands of the Lord that says, go and make disciples. Hopefully in, in future podcasts, we're going we're gonna to flesh this out just a little bit. But there is a, uh, an example, there is a, um, an analogy that I want to use that kind of, kind of helps me identify roles and, and, and things. And that, that example is a bowling alley. And in a bowling alley, you, you've, got, you've got a few things that if you use the bumpers, we're going to use the bumpers in this analogy, but in a lane, in a bowling alley, you've got, you've got the lane. At the end of the lane, you've got pins. On either side of the lane, there are bumpers to keep uh, the ball out of the gutters. And then there is the ball, and there's the person throwing the ball. So here's the analogy and how it breaks down. You've got... God, who is the person who throws the bowling ball. And then you've got the ball, who is the individual person, the lane, which is their life, the pins at the end of the lane, which is the goals, purposes of the Lord that God had designed that ball to accomplish by the time it gets to the end of his or her life. And then the bumpers are the spiritual parents of the ball to keep them from the gutter. Now, I don't know about you, but growing up, we used to play a game called um, the, the lowest score. And many times, me and my friends proved that just because you have bumpers doesn't mean you can't still get a gutter ball. And I, I mention that because hopefully it, it's, it should take some relief off of people that, that are trying to be spiritual parents. If you're listening to this and you're trying to be a spiritual mom or spiritual dad, listen, it's not your job to keep people out of the gutter. That's Jesus's job. It's not your job to make sure that they accomplish great things at the end of their life. That's Jesus's job. Your goal, my goal as a spiritual parent is to be there so that when the ball begins to go towards the gutters of life, they have somebody there that challenges them, holds them accountable, on, but ultimately points them to Christ. Here's a question though. Do you desire 
to make disciples. Do you have a desire in your heart to open your life up to people that could be younger than you, could be older than you, could be the same age? Spiritual parents aren't always older than the people they're discipling. Especially in a day and age where we have what seems to be a generation, if not generations, of people that are not truly being discipled. There are many people who are older that desperately need spiritual parents, even if their parents, spiritual parents would be younger than them. Maybe you're listening to this and you say, but Michael, I can't, I can't disciple somebody. I just got saved or I don't feel like I know enough of the Bible. Uh, to which I would answer, study out the scriptures more and you'll see that there are tons of people that weren't qualified to do what God called them to do and yet God called them to do it. I'm not asking you to pastor a church of hundreds. I'm asking you to open up your life to a few. Humbly admit that, that you're not perfect and that you don't know the answer, but you know someone that does. This is the purpose of spiritual parents. We're, we're not supposed to be the one who has the answers. We are to be the one who shows them the one who has the answers. I think this is where we confuse spiritual parents with counselors or therapists. I'm not asking anyone to be a therapist to many. I'm just simply asking and, and, and hopefully humbly requesting that we do what the Bible says and that's to go and make disciples, gather who God has put in our life and show them the Lord. I think it's interesting that Paul also writes, or not Paul, uh, I'm sorry, that Jesus writes in the Gospels or says in the Gospels that we have one Father, we have one Teacher. That almost seems to contradict Paul in his writings that we looked at in 1 Corinthians until one begins to understand that what Paul is writing lines up with what Jesus says because we have only one father in heaven and one teacher in heaven the goal of spiritual parents is not to be the father or the teacher the goal of a spiritual parent is to lead people to the father to the teacher so there's this, this beautiful analogy that uh, I, was, I was talking to uh, some friends that were over the other night and, and I really feel like the Lord put it in my heart and it's, it's just brought a lot of clarity on this subject for me. And it's the idea that you have a, a person that loves the Lord, they got saved, and they, they start to walk out into the waters of the spirit and they start to get deeper and deeper and deeper in the water to where they're no longer ankle or knee or or even waist deep but they're wading in the water they are 
in waters that are over their head. And when the storms of life come, they, they go under and, and they begin to realize that they are, they are sinking in the water. A spiritual parent isn't the one who pulls them up out of the water. A spiritual parent is the one who is standing on top of the water, next to them, holding on to the hand of Jesus, asking and them to, to come, to look, lift your eyes up out of the water and see the Christ whose hand is extended, who I am holding on to. Let me be the example of a life that even in the storms of life, you can be walking on top of the water. You can be the one who is holding the hand of Christ. It's Jesus who is reaching out to you. Just grab his hand. This is our role. Our role is not to save people. Our role is to lift their eyes to the Christ who has died for them. And hopefully, hopefully this takes the weight off of people who, who are waiting to, till they get a certain level in Jesus to become a spiritual mom or a spiritual dad. I, I, I beg you, if you're listening, there is a generation of people that desperately need mothers and fathers in the faith. There's a whole generation of believers that are coming to the Lord or have come to the Lord and walked away because they, they accepted the Christ of the Bible and they went to church and they realized that, that there are a slew of people who are not wanting to be parents. not willing to do life and there's a generation of people that that are that are tired of just going to a building and listening to somebody tell them who Christ is they want to follow someone they want to do life with someone this is laid out all throughout sprinkled all throughout the new testament but in acts chapter 2 we see that they they met in large groups and listened to the apostles teaching which is critical but then they broke up into small groups in homes and did life individually with each other because the apostles couldn't spiritually father everyone the thousands and thousands of people by acts 2 that have come to the lord so they raised up leaders, and those leaders raised up leaders, and those leaders raised up leaders. And they discipled people. And they loved people. And they showed people the Lord. So let me, let me try to land the plane or close it on this challenge to you. If you're listening to this, are you discipling people? Well, first off, I guess I should say, if you're listening to this and you love the Lord, you've given your heart to the creator of the universe, you've dedicated your life to Jesus, are you making disciples? Are you a spiritual dad or spiritual mom? Or have you even given it a second thought? And maybe you're listening to this and you're saying, Michael, well, what does that mean? Like, give me some practical things on what it means to be uh, someone's disciple, expectations and, and truths. And 
And then what does it mean to be a spiritual mom or dad? Like practical things. Expectations and stuff like that. Uh, an upcoming podcast, that's what we're going to focus on. The expectations of the disciple-er and the expectation of the disciple-e, I think is how you pronounce it. Anyway, uh, they're probably going to be titled like expectations of the bumpers and expectations of the bowling ball as we keep to this analogy of the bowling alley. Guys, listen, thank you so much for listening to the Family Chat Podcast. Once again, my name is Michael Childs. And if you have any questions or comments uh, about spiritual parents or about anything like that, please let me know. And we look forward to seeing you guys next time on the Family Chat Podcast.